0: Hey there, it's Danny Eney. I'm the executive producer at Miracy FM, which is the network that publishes the show you're about to listen to. In my day job, I show coaches and consultants in my hybrid course university program how to teach their gift through hybrid online courses. We only enroll one cohort of students into the program each year and work with them to build an online course around their expertise to create more leverage in their businesses. That enrollment is happening this month, and the doors will only be open for a few days, from May 22nd through 25th. So if you want to learn more about the program, and maybe get on the notification list so you can join when the doors open, head over to miracy.fm slash hcu. And now, on to our show.
1: Miracy So, how did you feel about the launch that just ended?
0: Pretty disappointed.
1: Hello, and welcome to Behind the Launch, the show that pulls back the curtain on the ups and downs of launching a product or service. I'm Cynthia Lamb, Director of Podcasts at Miracy FM. Over a period of 18 months spanning four different launches, I conducted 19 interviews with the people who pull off the amazing feat that is a Miracy product launch. I can tell you it's impressive. There's strategy in the form of 40-page project plans. There's hundreds of pages of copy and video to shoot and edit. There's all the stakeholders and the partners. And while you may pick up some valuable tips, This podcast is not about the tactics. It's not a primer on how to do a launch. It's about the people behind the scenes who stay up until 3 a.m. at times to get the hard grinding work done. It's about the feelings, the disappointment, the regrouping, the learnings and the perspective. How do you keep going when your months of hard work failed to bring the return you're counting on? And what is it like when your launch brings in close to a million dollars? Listen in over the next eight episodes and find out. But before we get started, it's important to understand that Miracy is a rapidly growing, let's say middle-aged startup headed by Danny Eaney. We currently have 113 employees and a portfolio of seven companies. In 2022, we grossed about $13 million. In May of 2021, the subject of this first episode, Miracy was only about a third of its current size. Here's Danny Eney, CEO of Miracy.
0: A launch is a very powerful marketing vehicle. And it also comes with some downsides. It comes with some risks, right? A big risk is diversification right? So if you're doing one big launch a year, you're putting a lot of your eggs in one basket. And, you know, all it takes is one miscalculation or one poorly timed technology meltdown, and it can cost you a lot. And, you know, it's worth pointing out that I don't believe in the single big annual launch because, you know, nobody's going to bat a thousand. That's just how it is. And that's why, you know, over the course of a year, we'll do a number of bigger and smaller launches.
1: That said, there were a lot of emotional eggs in the basket regarding our May 2021 launch of Launch My Courses. That was a 16-week program designed to help new course creators get their first pilot course to market. And that launch had mm, less than stellar results. This was particularly disappointing as the launch of the same program the previous year May of 2020, yep, that's in the beginning of the pandemic, that launch brought in $1 million. This is Joey Gorgi, Director of Operations at the time, talking about that heady million-dollar launch.
2: It was like the perfect storm, right? Everyone was locked into their homes. Everyone was looking at how to make money from home, how to make money online. Like, we are the best solution for that. So if that's what people are looking for, it's an easy sell.
1: Here's Mary Williams, then Director of Education. Things all magically
3: lined up. COVID was still really early days, and everyone was suddenly working from home. People had freedom they didn't have before. There were government stimulus checks going out, so suddenly people had money to invest or spend on a dream or an idea that previously they didn't feel like they had that disposable income to invest in, but now they felt like they did. And then time. There were a lot of people who finally actually had time.
1: Echoing the sentiment is Tanya Kubo, who had the role of community champion at Miracy.
4: None of us knew in May of 2020 how much the pandemic would affect people's interest and capacity to pursue their online course creation goals. So we... Had a little bit of a hint because we had done a live event like a month before, and that event, you know, we had a pretty good turnout. But even then, you know, people are comparing the virtual version because the borders closed two weeks before that event, the virtual version with the in person version. And we thought, like those of us who are kind of in the space, and even based on the emails we were getting, we're like, well, we'll probably land at about 300, maybe 500 students if we're lucky. And I wanna say we landed with 807 by cart close. And then I think we picked up some others uh, down the line cause we did a creative payment plan at the
5: end. And I mean, talk about knock your socks off. That launch exceeded all our expectations. So we had like our baseline target and then we had like our wouldn't it be great target. And this, the launch that happened in May, 2020 went beyond the wouldn't it be great target. So that was a lot of fun. It was super exciting. Our offer really landed, people were excited, we were like really communicating it in a way that resonated with a lot of people.
1: That was Boomi Patak, COO of Miracy. Fast forward a year later, and the situation is very different. Here's Boomi again.
5: We knew that May 2021 was not going to be the same thing because the pandemic rush was, you know, was over and the environment was a little bit different, the context was a little bit different. But with this launch, we saw a lot less people opting in for our launch content than we had the year before. So we knew that something wasn't working. Trying to figure out, do we have the right product? Do we have the right offer? Are we meeting people where they're at? You know, are we still relevant? Like, those are the questions that I have a hard time with. It's kind of like being a passenger in a car that's going down a windy road, and you don't really have control of the steering
1: wheel. Beyond that powerful imagery, as Bumi says, it can be hard to know why a launch doesn't go as planned. Was it the pandemic rush being over or were there other factors at play? Here's Joey's perspective.
2: So that launch in particular for the ops team was a bit of a train wreck. A lot of things happened and I could have handled all of those things better. So some of the things that happened were like our only developer got COVID, So we had to figure out all kinds of alternative ways of, and all of our systems are pretty complex and custom built. So like having someone who doesn't know the systems come in at the last minute to try to figure things out was a nightmare. That was the biggest thing. Honestly, I don't remember what else went wrong, but it felt like everything went wrong all at once. My way of coping with that was to like work 24 seven. We were working with developers in Romania. So I don't know what the time difference is, but I can tell you that they're working at three in the morning our time. So... I was just constantly like checking Slack in the middle of the night throughout the day. Like I was just nonstop.
6: We had a mishap with the designs of the contents. They didn't look great. They were very minimalist. We had to have the content giveaway redesigned, you know, days before they were going to be live on these pages for people to opt into. It felt like everything that could happen, happened. (laughs) Having the developer get COVID You know, it was hard because obviously we care about Cronel and his family, but we were also in this bind of who else can help us. And, you know, he was so, Cronel is so dedicated. And so he's got a lot of integrity. So even though he was sick, he was talking to Joey once a day.
1: That was Maggie Dean, Miracy's senior campaigns manager. So was it Ops' fault? It's hard
6: not to feel like it wasn't, or at least that we had a part in it because we're literally the ones that put those pages and emails and link everything together and have workflows. So it's hard not to feel it in some way.
1: Anyone who's ever done a launch knows that things go wrong, especially complex launches like Miracy pulls off. As you've heard, the ops and marketing team took it hard. And as copy chief, April Jimenez says, whether justified or not, a period of self-procrimination often follows.
6: Anytime something doesn't do quite as well as we're all hoping, it's like, it feels like you're sort of mourning it for, you know, a period of time where you're just like, what happened? Like, was it, was it the copy? Did we miss something? Like, what did we not see about the audience? Like all of those questions definitely go through my mind. So I don't always know. I think initially I do feel that. I do feel like, shoot, like I, I'm i the copy chief on this. Like, what did I, like, what could we have done differently? Like, what happened here? How can we figure out what went wrong and, and make sure this doesn't happen again? Here's Maggie again. It was a hard launch. We did our best to get ahead of it. It was hard because uh, so many of the things were new from the prior year. So there wasn't really a benchmark for some of the things we tried to know how well they were really working together. And because we tried several different things, it was hard to isolate one thing. And as hard as we tried to execute on the plan and not cut corners,
1: it was hard not to take it personally. Despite the mishaps involving the ops team, Joey says that wasn't the biggest factor affecting the results.
2: Danny was disappointed in the launch results, but he didn't attribute the launch results to any failure of execution on our part which is different because I have had that experience where the failure of the launch was due to the execution on my part. And that was way worse. Like that for me was a much more discouraging experience from a sort of responsibility standpoint because there's stuff in your control, there's stuff out of your control. And ultimately, typically Danny's the one who gives the vision. And so when the vision is on and the execution is on, we tend to do really well. Sometimes the vision is on, the execution drops the ball, and then, you know, it's on us. Sometimes the vision is off, and that's just a strategic miss. And I think in this case, with what was going on in the world, it was hard to be really on strategically.
1: Here's Danny Eaney again. He's responsible for setting the vision that the rest of the team executes.
0: Essentially, we fell, we came in at a fraction of what I thought the launch would do. and some of that was because I was overly optimistic. you know the lead volumes that we got from our partners was less than we thought it would be. It was less than it was the same time last year. but our conversions were also much poorer, much weaker, right? And sales is leads times conversions. So when both of the when one of those numbers is a little depressed and one of those numbers is a little depressed, you know the result is is more depressed.
1: So just how bad was this launch? I'm burying the lead here for a reason. The May 2021 launch of Launch My Courses brought in a few hundred thousand dollars. Now that might sound like a lot of money, and of course it is, but for a company the size of Miracy, it was roughly half a million dollars less than Danny was expecting. Despite the disappointing results, Joey said that she was proud of her team. So the results were disappointing,
2: because we didn't hit the numbers that we thought that we would and because the launch before that launch had been so successful but at the same time I was so proud that the team was able to have the launch actually be executed according to plan with no audience facing mistakes that to me I was just like that in itself was its own little miracle it was a mixed sort of emotional experience for me I was also pretty burnt out after the last launch like the last launch burnt me out harder than probably any other launch I've done like I said mostly when it came to thinking about how we did, I felt really proud. So it wasn't hard for me to share that pride with the team. And I think the whole team had a sense of huge accomplishments. Like we all stepped out of our comfort zones. Every single one of us pushed ourselves and we got through it in a way that felt successful, even though financially it wasn't necessarily as successful as we would have liked. It wasn't not a successful launch. It just wasn't as successful as we had hoped for. So for me, and I think for my team too, We were, one, proud of how we did, and two, just glad it was over.
1: Is it disappointing because you fall short? Or is it amazing that despite all the challenges that are out of your control, there are no client-facing mistakes? Both things are true. Now, Miracy is an open book company, so that's another factor in the mix.
5: A lot of companies, they wouldn't publish results that transparently, right? That's a choice. That, that's always an option too, because they are trying to shield their team from worrying or feeling anxious about things. That's not how we do things at Mercy. Like we share our financial results, we share our performance numbers and all that stuff.
1: Therefore, it's really important how you communicate about those results with your team. Something to also
5: be mindful of is like how are you feeling personally, like how am I feeling personally before I show up in front of the team. Um, and taking a moment to gather my thoughts and you know, focusing my brain on the wins too. So it's like making a list of all the wins that we have had. And so getting, coming from a place of, you know, appreciation, gratitude, and optimism, and like bringing myself to that place before I'm, I'm talking to the team and stuff. Because otherwise, if you're unfiltered, like you may have a passing thought or if, you know, this sucks, this is never going to get better, and, you know, we're doomed. And you don't want that to get blown out of proportion. For the team, because for you, it may just be a passing thought and you're working through it. And then an hour later, you can feel fine or a day later, two days later, whatever. But that's going to stay. The insecurity is going to stay with the team members. So you just want to be mindful of your state of mind and not not project something that is
1: not going to be productive or helpful for the team. Despite your best intentions, you really can't shield the team from disappointing results. During our interview, Boomi turned the tables on me. You were part of the team, like, how, like, what do you think,
5: do you have thoughts on how that played out or didn't play out?
1: I was concerned. I was worried about morale. I was worried about the ops team. I was a little anxious about the podcast team, you know, like, would we continue with, is this a project that would continue given the results? Having said all that, even if a launch is disappointing, there can be some unexpected benefits. As Mary says, bigger isn't necessarily better. It's
3: exciting to have the big launches. You know, I always waffle back and forth if a big group or a small group is better. I don't know if it really is or if that even matters. It's more just there's a different energy when there's a group that large. And we ended up with a really lovely cohort of very thoughtful students who were honestly a bit more serious than the previous summer. Sometimes we think about numbers being sort of the only measurement. But from a coaching perspective, I think there's that emotional component, psychological component, that's also important. We definitely attracted a different group of people this summer and it just is another symptom or reflection of the changing times that we're in. Like it's just constantly changing right now. People are all going through this collective experience and making decisions very differently from year to year at the moment. And watching them go through that
1: is pretty profound. Every company in the online courses industry relies on the success of their students for word-of-mouth advertising. So the disappointing launch might yield greater revenue over the long haul. Of course, you have to get through the short to get to the long haul. And for that, you need revenue. And that means after a disappointing launch, you really need to regroup. Or as Danny puts it,
0: if you get to the end of the launch and you're like, Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know why it went wrong. Feeling stunned. I'm feeling shell-shocked. I don't have any ideas or thoughts. Then don't schedule another launch. What's the point, right? You're like, I have no idea how to make it better. But once you have ideas of how to make it better, then go out there and test your assumptions.
1: Join us next time as we explore what that looks like Miracy style. Cynthia Lamb and you've been listening to Behind the Launch. Behind the Launch is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Making It. I wrote and produced this episode. Jeff Goverton was my right-hand guy, creating order out of the 19 interviews. Danny Eaney is our executive producer. To make sure you don't miss great episodes coming up on Behind the Launch, Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, it'd be really great if you left us a starred review. It is the best way to help us get these ideas out there to more people. Thank you.
0: Hey, it's Danny Eney, executive producer of MiraCFM and lead instructor of the Hybrid Course University. If online courses might be a part of your business plan for this year, you'll be interested to know that from May 22nd through 25th, we're enrolling into the new AI edition of the Hybrid Course University. And we're offering the entire program on a pay-what-you-can basis, so you set the price that feels right to you. If you want to check out the details and maybe get on the notification list so you can join when the doors open— head over to miracy.fm slash hcu.